Welcome to The Paleo View. I'm bestselling author and co-creator of realeverything.com, Stacey Toth. I focus on being healthy inside and out through real life, food, and talk. I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne, New York Times bestselling author and creator of thepaleomom.com. I'm passionate about improving scientific literacy around public health topics. I like hashtags and bone broth. And I'm just a super nerd. Hello, listeners from sunny Arizona. I am loving the Southwest, everything about it, except the internet connection. (laughs) (laughs) Where in Arizona are you? We are currently in Sedona, Arizona, which is just lovely. Like I have been here before. It's super relaxing and peaceful. Um, It's got the same red rock formations that Arches National Park in Moab, Utah had, but then it's got a whole bunch of new age, holistic, health-minded shops in the center of town. So it's been a perfect rest and restore type place. Like there's a local juicery for fresh green juice. There's both a natural grocers and a Whole Foods. Like it's it's everything mm-hmm. that we needed for an extra long stay to rest and recover um, after Vegas, which was not restorative. It was fun, but it was not restorative. And then I <laughs> went I went on to do like a host a conference for 45 women. I don't have an assistant. I did it with uh, Cassie and Diane and we all were like in charge of different things. And it was super a lot like I'm an introvert. So, you know, presenting and talking with people is wonderful but also like super draining for me so I came I came away and was just like oh my gosh I need to rest so we changed our plans a little bit and took an extra long stop in Sedona Arizona which was great for everything except us recording so listeners I must apologize (laughs) again I feel like I'm apologizing each week that the audio quality is not going to be as good as it usually is and We're just going to do a check-in show because we've already, just in kind of pre-talking on the show, lost connection once. And we have a super exciting topic that we both want to talk to you about and rant to you about a little bit. And there's no way that we can properly do that, like in the middle of a rant if the internet gets lost, like the the passion is lost (gasps) to you guys. No, when you're like on a roll and then the internet goes away, not cool. Um, well, also, um, I'm about to head to the mountains myself. Did I tell you that? We're going camping tomorrow because my mom is visiting. I didn't know your mom was going Uh, with you. I know. She decided sort of last minute to come visit us for a couple of weeks. It's the first time she's ever visited us in Atlanta during the summer. So she's having a whole like, oh, the climate here's a different experience, which it is. (laughs) But she also thought it was going to be like, she she thought she was going to be like at risk of heat stroke every time she walked outside level heat. And it is not that. It is, it's the type of heat that feels like a lovely warm hug. And, um, and you really can like hang out outside in this type of weather that we're having. So, um, so we decided, uh, why don't we go somewhere where there is no inside and go, <laughs> go camping for a few days in the mountains. It'll be, a, it'll be a little bit cooler. Um, so we're headed out to, 
Um, when I, I have now a collection of sort of favorite Georgia state parks where they have no cell service and no Wi-Fi. That's my primary criteria now for a campsite. <laughs> hiking, hiking is number three. <laughs> So good hiking, waterfalls is lovely, but the number one feature for me for camping is that my cell phone will not work, and uh, and nor will there be, there be Wi-Fi to fall back on. So um, so also the other the other for me really really compelling reason for a check-in show is there was like no other opportunity to record uh, because I'm about to leave the world of the interwebs. I think it's so funny that the only way to get both of us to stop working is to take away internet. <laughs> it's basically, <laughs> it's it's basically like we need to have like, I, so I have um, screen time uh, limitations on both of my kids' phones and my husband every once in a while like suggests that I put, cause you can put them on your own phone. You can put maximum this number of time per um, per app, even like you can go, I'm only going to do an hour of YouTube and 30 minutes of social media. Like you can get really granular in terms of screen time limits on your own, on your own device. And so every once in a while, my husband would be like, well, if it's so liberating when you're, when your phone doesn't work, why don't you like have it, you know, those, those limits on it all the time. And I just look at him. I'm like, nah, <laughs> no, I tried no. it for a little while. So I know it, it can work. So I will say that I, I did that while I was still working, it worked for me because I would put a bedtime on. So I had mm. not, not like a per app limitation because I do a lot of work in social media apps. So it's hard to put like a cap on that. You know what I mean? Like if I have a particularly busy day answering comments or questions or whatever, then I would just find myself like override. Nope, nope. I'm not going to listen to you. But the bedtime where it would like shut down my phone and then I did an exception on my sound machine app. I, I'm probably not the only person who uses one of those. Um, mm -hmm. So you can put like a cutoff. And so once I would hit the cutoff, it, it gives you a warning, like you've got 15, 10 minutes, whatever. And then I would be like, oh, I really got to go to bed. Like that was the one that did work for me. But in general, no, I would just like, if there was a maximum on an app or something like that, I'd be like, I got work to do. I can't, no, you just go away. And I would like do <laughs> the thing my... where I was like, exception. <laughs> right. You know, I, and, but I do predominantly use my phone for work. Like there, I mean, okay. Yeah. There's a little Pokemon Go and Wizards Unite happening. I admit, but, um, but it's because it's to me it's it's a portable work device. You know, it means I don't need to bring my laptop with me everywhere I go, and I can still um, use time that in the olden days would have been spent like flipping through magazines somewhere, right? Like it would have been just useless, thrown away time. And now I can have my phone there and and get something to me that feels productive. Because for me, everything I do, the the number one limitation for me is how many hours I have available. And I'm always trying to figure out how to be a, a really engaged mom who's really there for my kids to actually occasionally pay attention to my husband, um, you know, to, to do all of the things of the self-care things that I know that I need, right. Prioritizing my sleep, uh, my workouts at the gym and all of those things. And then still have the time to work on like the big idea projects that I have. Um, and so I just always feel like I'm I'm playing this balancing act with time. And so being able to have the internet in my pocket has been uh, a pretty amazing 
technology to to have available because I remember ye olden days when cell phones were not a thing. Um, and I, I, I really do appreciate it. So I, I feel like, like you, if I had limitations, I, I do have do not disturb go on on my phone quite early in the evening because, um, you know, at that point, any, anything can wait till tomorrow. Like I sometimes um, I'll get calls from sometimes even like family members who do the math wrong on the, on the time change, time zone difference. And they'll be like, Oh, isn't it six o'clock for you? I'm like, no, it's midnight. <laughs> um, and so, so that, that's also sort of protects, you know, my phone does fewer things, uh, in the evenings and, and mornings when I'm up than, than the rest of the day. But, uh, yeah, if I really want to unplug, I have to go somewhere where my phone is basically a paperweight. So what we're offering to you listeners is recommendation. <laughs> if you have not yet taken a restorative break, whether maybe you're working all summer, like most of you are, um, if you happen to listen to this on Friday when it comes out, maybe give yourself a break and just turn it off for a day. And if you have Do Not Disturb, you can have an exception for certain people like you know, your spouse or your kids, um, or if they call multiple times, it will come through. Uh, but I think having those occasional, like, do not disturb separation from your internet and all that kind of stuff is really special. We went ATVing yesterday and I tried to... Oh, fun. Oh my God, it was amazing. Honestly, it was amazing. I was a little worried because I'm not, I don't like sand. Let me just put that out there. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Matt's, Matt's in the same room. We just left <laughs> <laughs> because I, I like. I'm just gonna end that sentence with I do not like sand. Period. Like I grew up in Virginia Beach, and I, I don't like it. Like the, for those of you that are like, but I love it, the beach. It gets no, places. I don't have that. I don't have that at all. In fact, like when my kids are on the beach and I'm standing up on the sidewalk a hundred feet away from them and they come up and they want to give me a hug, I literally back up three steps. I'm like, don't touch me. That's how much I don't like sand. So (laughs) when we were going out on this ATV thing that Matt felt really excited and passionate about, he wanted to do it in Moab when there were also similar formations and we just didn't have time. And I was like, yes, But then yesterday we did have time and I was like, okay, okay, fine. I'll do it. But it wasn't sand. It was dirt, which is entirely different. Like you can wash it off and it doesn't stay and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so um, it was, it was lovely. And the kids were all super excited. We took turns like being up front and Matt and I took turns driving and my back held up, which is another thing I was worried about with all the bouncing and and that kind of stuff. So I feel like just so grateful for having had that experience that, you know, while we were doing it, it was like, no phones away, you know, like Cole had his phone Mm -hmm. out at a couple of points and I'm like, okay, that phone's mine now because you need to be living in this moment and enjoying this experience. And it was four hours. It's not, nothing in the world is going to change that I can do something about in that four hour period while I'm out there doing that. Right. And I think it's hard to remember that when we 
our type A personalities, we come up with all of the, well, what about this? And what if this happens? Like the worst case scenarios, I'm one of those people too. But the likelihood of that happening is super low. And even if it does happen, what are you going to do while you're out? You know what I mean? Like if I found out that something happened while I was out there, there's nothing I could do. All it would do would ruin my experience anyway, because I would still need to like come back and do all that kind of stuff. Right. So find those moments in your life where whether it's you pick farming or, you know, going to your local lake or beach or whatever you have available and just leave your phone or put it on do not disturb. Like I use it as a camera, right? So I do still have my phone, but I no apps open, you know, whatever you need to do, turn off those things for yourself and really enjoy and live in the moment because it super reconnected and grounded me in the things that matter in my life. And I think that that is something that we, at least as type A humans, but also I think just humans in general often lose sight of. It's the whole keeping up with the Joneses or, you know, I want this, I want X, I want Y, but like, what do you need and what really matters to you in your life? If, if nothing else existed, like what would the things be that you would want? And it's time with your loved ones. So make more time for those people. I say as a super hypocrite, (laughs) but it's because it's, it's a lesson that I myself am learning, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, it's. I I don't think hypocrite's quite the right word. It's somebody who is still trying to implement the priority and doesn't, because I'm the same, right? I still, you know, I I do these um, talks for like entrepreneur conferences, sort of business conferences now, where I talk about the importance of work-life balance. And and I do this whole, um, I go through all of the um, research on, lifestyle and cognition, working memory, right? Uh, You know, product, like productivity, right? So how much you can get done per hour working if you actually take breaks for movement and manage your stress and actually get enough sleep. And, you know, this basically translates to work-life balance, spend time with your family, go to bed on time, do self-care. And, and I'll go through all of this research showing basically how much more productive you can be when you really work on work-life balance. And the whole time I'm thinking they're going like, yeah, I really should do this, right? Because it's, for me, it's, um, in many ways it, it's, I know it's super important to me, but it also goes against my nature. Um, because I am again, sort of like type a big ideas. Um, you know, I want to change the world. It's just, you know, just that, but I, I, I find myself sort of having to be really proactive in terms of, uh, making sure I take these complete like digital detox breaks. And I know I'm never going to take one on a staycation. I have to actually go to the mountains, but the mountains is super restorative for other reasons. And you get to like fight over your cooler with a bear. I'm really hoping that's not one of my experiences this weekend, but um, <laughs> I would say there let were, your there... cooler go. <laughs> Just let it go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do the thing that you're supposed to, like when you check in, they'll they'll tell you whether or not there's bears in the park and they'll give you a list of all the things and you keep your cooler in the car because bears will even take, um, I so uh, actually the last time we went to the state park was not quite a year ago and our, we had the conversation about the bears with the people in the, the site next to us and they said, oh, well, we'll just leave our, we'll put our food cooler in the car, but we don't have room. We'll leave our drinks coolers out because they can't smell, you know, cans of soda in there. 
and I, I said, Oh, you know, I, I don't remember having a really that the idea of a soft drink cooler was kind of, um, mind blowing to me at the time, because it's been so long since I've consumed soft drinks on a regular basis that I, I think I was just in this like nod and, and process kind of moment, not graceful conversation at all, but the bear stole their drinks cooler in the middle of the night. And it was a park ranger, um, actually here locally that I had been uh, telling the story to said they love, um, like soda. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll steal the soda and then they'll, they'll pull them out a can at a time and they'll, uh, sink their teeth into the can. So it kind of explodes and it'll shoot like cola or whatever it is up into their mouth. So they'll get a few, most of it'll go on the ground, but they'll get like a few tablespoons of like that super sugary caffeine, you know, drink. And the bears, like they're basically getting stoned on soft drinks. They just love it so much. Cause it's such a sugar high. And, uh, that, that's sort of a fun fact. Um, but uh, yeah, no. This this time of year, there's there's always um, black bears in the Georgia Mountain State Parks. But um, they're they're relatively skittish bears, and it's it's not too hard to sort of make sure that they don't come to your campsite by putting food in your car and not leaving it out. So that's the plan. Good old hot Lanta. My goal yesterday was <laughs> to to run into any rattlesnakes. There were like signs everywhere. We were on mm-hmm. the Diamondback Trail and they were like, it's their home. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not getting out of this ATV. Yeah. <laughs> like, please, no We snakes. used to live in Tucson, Arizona. That was the first place we moved when we moved to America. We lived there for three years. And we would, um, there was there was more than one hike. And you have to, in the areas around Tucson, you have to wear jeans, um, not just because of the rattlesnakes, um, but because of the jumping Hoya cactus, which I don't know if you, if they have them as far north as Sedona. Um, but it's a cactus that detects movement and throws its spines and it will go partway through, like it'll go through denim and just not dig quite as deep into your skin. It's pretty, it's pretty terrifying. So affected right now. Like, I no, I don't think that there are jumping cactus. Um, I will say, however, my children were fully enthralled with the idea of seeing cactus close up for the first time, like in the wild yesterday <laughs> and touched it because they are children and they have they want to explore yeah. and whatever. And then if, immediately, oh, I got a spine in my finger. It hurts so bad. I'm like, yeah, lesson learned, kid. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Don't touch the cactus. That's why people say stay or the tarantulas or the scorpions or yeah, uh, definitely don't touch the Gila monsters. Yeah, no, the desert. I loved. I loved living in the desert. Um, speaking of my initial move to uh, America, guess what? Oh, I'm so excited because you haven't officially told me this. Are you going to tell me? We tell everyone. I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm going to be an American citizen in a week. Yay! Uh, I passed my I passed my um, naturalization test. Um, I studied so hard for that thing. I literally had the kids quiz me every single day. I I knew like I knew the questions. I knew every answer in the acceptable wording. And then I knew all of the (laughs) civics lessons around each question. Um, And uh, I, yeah, I was really overprepared 
which I guess is not a surprise to anybody who actually knows me. Um, but uh, yeah, so I had my my naturalization test um, and interview um, a week and a half ago and um, passed. And then I got a notice in the mail that uh, on July 29th, I'm going to go take my oath. And uh, by the end of that ceremony, I will have my documentation showing that I am an American citizen. I'm so excited and happy for you. You've been waiting for this for years. You and I have talked about this a ton. (laughs) And that means that when I come and stay with you, I will be staying with an American citizen. You will. You actually, you'll be staying with two because my husband also, he's, um, he's actually his, his ceremony is four days after mine because we ended up sort of on the, we were together, like we applied together and then we ended up in different schedules because he had to reschedule, I think his like biometric screening the first time. Cause he was at a conference and, um, and so they asked me when I was at my interview, I, I don't know if they really could have made sure that we were scheduled for the same oath ceremony. They sort of said like, oh, you know, were you, did you really want to do your oath ceremony with your husband? And I said, um, you know, it would be wonderful to do it together because we, we immigrated together. Like we came here together. We went through the whole process. We went through, um, there's, there's a lot of, um, uh, just a lot of like personal growth and, thought that went into deciding to become Americans because as permanent residents, there's not, I mean, we can stay here, just renew our green cards every 10 years. Like we didn't have to become citizens to, to be able to stay here and live the same life. Um, so we, that decision-making process we did together. So it'd be great. It'd be great if we came citizens together, but I'll take the bragging rights if I get to go first. <laughs> like, of course, <laughs> no, like I am super happy, but my husband gets to become an American on his birthday. So his oath ceremony is going to be on his birthday, which is also like pretty cool. So, and then we're, I, we're going to try and go to each other's and, um, and yeah, so I think it's, I'm, I'm really excited. It's, um, you know, I've lived in America for almost 14 years and, um, and I've, I've just, um, I've just really come to love this country and, um, really care about it and, and, um, just want to, um, want to be able to like fully contribute to the country, to the, um, in whatever way that I can in terms of, you know, making sure that the future of this country is as bright as it should be and, and really, you know, protect the ideals of the founding fathers. So it's just something that I've really, um, you know, it took, it, I, it was like, I don't know, I kind of think of it as like a slow love affair because it, it, it took me a long time to, to really understand America. And then it was like first understanding and then starting to identify like it was this it was a it was a journey. Um, and now I just say it's like, ah, oh, it's time to put a ring on it. Like it's it's time to really make it official because I do really identify as American now um, for all our Canadian listeners. Canada will always also be my my country of origin and my home, and I do care deeply about Canada as well. Um, but uh, but I've been here long enough that it was it was it was past past time to um, to to really become uh, like the the great thing about the 
um, naturalization process in, in America, which I think is, it's actually really unique. Not all countries do this, is when you become a citizen through naturalization, you are the exact same in terms of all of your rights and privileges and responsibilities um, as an American-born citizen. And it, it really is like an amazing system um, to to be able to come in from another country and then really be an American, like 100%. It's, it's not, you know, some other countries don't quite have the same immigration systems. So I'm excited. I'm excited to, um, to, to take my oath. And I'm a little bit hoping that the part of the oath about, um, fighting in a war, if I'm ever drafted is not ever something that happens. (laughs) (laughs) But just really hoping, really hoping. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So, uh, but by the time our listeners are listening to this, it's going to be right around the corner. I have never heard you be so speechless. And I just think that that speaks volumes to how much this matters to you. And I, I know, and I, you know, listeners, let me tell you, Sarah has been talking about the importance of this for, I think, at least three years. Um, and so yeah. I am super happy and and proud of you both for passing your test. Good job having third grade history. Um, (laughs) And maybe the next time you come and visit me, we can go to Williamsburg and Jamestown, which is another like rite of passage for all East Coast American children as they go through their history test. They take you to um, the first landing places, which is cool that we live in that area. Yeah. So, uh, well, listeners, I don't think that there's really much more that I can add to Sarah's wonderful cherry on top of this um, check-in Sunday, but, and that's with an A-E. <laughs> but, um, we hope that you have a wonderful week and next week we, this will be the third time that we use this word in the podcast and it's already like irritating me should have better internet in Austin, Texas. You said it twice and I almost called you, I almost called you out on it. Internet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I almost called you out on it the first time. Cause you, you used it in a way that I was like, no, 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 but that's okay. You were on a roll and I know you're working on it. So, <laughs> um, it's interesting at the training, there were so many times where I like said to people, I'm like, nope, we don't say sorry. Nope, we don't say should. <laughs> like, it's a mentality shift. People ask me why I get on that. And I think because you are, you are giving yourself guilt, right? You're giving yourself shame yeah. if you use the, those words. And so it's a matter of, it's not the word, right? It's, it's an indicator of where your mental state is on how you feel about yourself. And so as we work on self-respect and self-love and all that kind of stuff, it's giving yourself the grace to say, like, I want to do better with watching less screen time rather than I should do less screen time. I hope that makes sense to people. But anyway, um, Thank you so much, listeners. And Sarah, I'm so happy for you. I can't wait to see you, even if it will be in hot Atlanta. And um, please, no bears, no snakes, no jumping cactus when I come visit you. <laughs> there won't be any in the suburbs. We'll be all right. And and you said the heat was like a hot hug. And I was like, that sounds like the worst thing ever. I was like, oh, my God. No, a warm <laughs> hug. It's comfort. It's, it's pl- I mean, in a, oh, yeah, you're not a hugger. Um, it is like a blanket, like being snuggled by the fireplace, cozy, 
Yeah, you is that a better? Claim, you can claim it's all that. Let me just tell you, <laughs> East Coast heat, after being on the West Coast in the Southwest heat, it's like night and day. And you know this if you were in Tucson. It is. Like, it's very different. Like just the being able to breathe is what I think gets me about our East Coast heat. And I think Atlanta has the same kind of humid heat that um, Virginia yeah. has. So. Anyway, be prepared for that if you ever travel to the East Coast from the West, guys, because um, I hear from people all the time who are from the Southwest where it's like 120, that it feels worse for them when it's like 100 in the East because of the humidity. So, all right, this is the final sign off. Thanks so much for being here. We'll be back again next week with an exciting topic we have prepared for when we have better internet. And Sarah, have a wonderful time disconnecting and enjoying the wilderness with your family. Thank you so much. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. But just so you know, double thumbs up. And that's right. that's about I'll giving you jazz hands this. back. There you go. All right. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.